It is April 30th, 2019. This is the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Smackdown Live. Tonight might be the official confirmation that the WWE has stopped trying when it comes to weekly television. I'm Glenn Rubenstein. Joining me is Matt Morgan and Raj Geary, who thought, well, this was just a regular average Raw. Whereas for me, I think they actually took... (laughs) <laughs> Smackdown, uh, where they actually took my advice and they actually got an artificial intelligence computer to write the show for them, because I swear to God, we've seen all of this stuff before. Yeah, I mean, uh, I just feel like WWE programming has been on cruise control. It's not just this week, but it's been for a while. I think it's really starting to hit now. Raw getting at their lowest non-holiday rating ever this past Monday. Um, there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of warning signs. I feel like it's it's coming to a head, but um, they're going to be making more money than ever at the end of the year. So uh, how much of this are they actually going to take, you know, uh, take seriously and make changes? Or how much of this is them just going to wait it out? And then, at you know, at the end of the year, they'll be like, hey, look, we're making tons of money. We're we're doing something right. And, you know, they'll focus on the positives and stop talking about, you know, popularity going down, live event attendance going down, the ratings going down, and focus on how much money they're making per quarter. The, the thing that scares me is that they always blame the talent is what ends up happening. They don't change their structure. They don't change their formula. They don't change really much of anything. Um, The only thing they change is releasing a shit ton of wrestlers. Yeah, which it looks like that's they're not going to do that this time around. Yeah. Uh, With Let's let's be clear. This is the best roster they've ever had, in my opinion. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I bite my tongue and I delete tweets all the time because I say I don't want to be too negative. The talent that's working there, especially in the ring, is the best it's ever been. And I don't want to crap on them because they are they are giving it their all and doing the best job they can. But when I look at what we saw on TV tonight, absolutely Mm -hmm. interchangeable with uh, Mm -hmm. other episodes, other storylines, other builds, interchangeable with Raw itself this week. And uh, the one opportunity they had tonight, I thought they actually... uh, kind of took Bailey down a notch by having Charlotte interfere the second after that match ended, after Bailey tapped out so quickly to the disarmer. Why not finish that match, have her go toe-to-toe with the champ, put a pin in it, and save her for a future opportunity to face Becky again as opposed to having her punk out quickly, and then Charlotte attacked anyhow? Yeah, I don't see anything wrong with that. Well, Bailey's not in their plans, you know? I mean, I think that's clear. She's already, you know, she since she's moved to Raw, she's lost both times, right? Uh, she's had two matches, lost both. Corey Graves yeah. said she has momentum. What's that? Corey Graves said she has momentum. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, people like the match against Charlotte. You know, know, I, yeah, I, I'm, I'm all with you. I think they should be. Uh, you know, when you look at the the women's side, who do you got as as far as top women? You need to be bringing some people up. And Bailey, now that she's got you know a little bit of a a, a change, uh, you you can build on you know give her a little momentum since she's moved a little fresh coat of paint. But, you know, instead they beat her two weeks in a row. And as soon as fans start seeing you at that level as just, you know, someone who just gets beat whenever, it, it takes a lot to, you know, get out of that. And, uh, you know, Becky was in that hump for a long time before she managed to break through with what was supposed to be a heel turn. So, a couple of pay-per-view victories against somebody that's superior to you or more over than you can always remedy it. But, it, well, why put yourselves in this position to begin with? Why, why put her in positions where she's losing? And right. you can have her beat anyone else. There's, they got so mm-hmm. many people on the roster. Mm-hmm. And if they paid attention at all, Bailey versus Becky was what the majority of people online were looking forward to tonight. We haven't seen that since NXT. I was. Yeah. It's an opportunity. So, okay. So, if you're not going to take, and Bailey's going into money in the bank. Make her formidable competition. You know, compared to a lot of the other women there, I think her and Natalia are the veterans. Natalia obviously has the most experience. Uh, but Bailey, uh, Alexa Bliss, I mean, she's one of the uh, upper stateswomen of the WWE at this point in the locker room. I think, uh, I don't know, I think she should have uh, not lost so clean to Becky, especially with Charlotte attacking afterwards and beating her down. She seemed yeah. like a missed opportunity. Yes. But tonight... <sighs> It's just, I, I don't, that's Matt, to your point, I don't like being this critical of the product because I like the talent that's there. This is, uh, you know, Tom Cassiello, one of the former writers was saying on Twitter, be careful what you wish for. People were calling for Road Dog's head for the last year. Road Dog not actively involved in SmackDown week in and week out. Very you shocked know? at that. He is such a good, he's so creative. Yeah. 
It's Vince McMahon. I mean, Vince McMahon is the problem. Um, he's the majority owner of the WWE, majority stock. You know, there's no ousting him. And I think fans have to realize that this isn't about some creative white knight that's going to come in. Who the hell was asking for Road Dog's head? No, I know. He quit. Road Dog quit. No, he did. But I'm saying on Twitter, people, when they oh, grumble, yeah. because Road Dog was associated with SmackDown, it was a name. He was yeah. the one during I mean, the Bludgeon Brothers. People bitch. You know, yeah, you know, people go after the writers when they, <laughs> they, you know, they forget that the real problem is. That they forget SmackDown was a thousand times better than Raw when he was the, when he was doing it. Well, I, I think, again, um, it was a thousand it, times better. It's it's been a lot better, but you know, people when they complain, they don't. Uh, they often don't accuse the right. You know, they don't go to at the right people. Mm. Yeah, and uh, I'll say this: I'll take a bad SmackDown over this week. I'll take the Bludgeon Brothers standing in a swamp, swinging their mallets, because at least it's something different. You know. Yeah. It's not, it I feel like we haven't seen much different on WWE television in a long time. It's formulaic. It's the same uh, playbook that they've been using forever. And, and, and you know, uh, case in point, the opening segment with Kofi Kingston. Oh, he my just got God. a vicious beatdown last week, and he comes out throwing out pancakes, you know, all smiling and happy. Uh, and then he cuts a promo trying to act mad. If you're mad, you shouldn't be going, you know, stopping by and getting pancakes to throw to the fans on your way to the arena. That's a superstar. Um thing question that they should have brought uh, he should have brought up to the writers or the producers say hey look i'm in the moment right now going back to last week and what happened i got my ass hand everybody got jumped this guy turns on us yeah maybe we should have seen it coming but doesn't matter point is i'm pissed the f off you know why the hell would i come out throwing these these yeah. are pancakes of rage this week they've got to see fifth gear kofi tonight that's who they need to see and that's what i'm gonna give them so i'm sorry but I'm not sorry. I'm not throwing the pancakes. Yeah, I mean, go like how WCW used to do a lot of times where the wrestlers would come out in their street clothes without music, you know, and just being intense and pissed. You know, have Kofi out in his street clothes, not with the neon gear and, and not yes. smiling and, and just pissed. And, away from it. You're right. Yeah, and having be like, look, I want Kevin Owens, you know, <laughs> I trust people. Kind of the same promo, but angry without talking about the big moment at WrestleMania. He wants Owens. Uh, and he wants a street fight or no holes barred match, you know, with Owens one on one, and make it intense as opposed to the formulaic stuff they do week after week. And then Owens comes out. Owens cuts his magnanimous promo, recycling the B plus player player thing. Oh, I just don't think you're at the championship level. It's like, why is he showing so much respect for the guy? Why is he being so? Kind I thought he to was going to turn. I thought he was going to turn on that promo, KO, yeah. by basically saying. You had a great magical moment. You're in the ring with your family. WrestleMania moment. The fans are, couldn't have been more excited. You had the WrestleMania moment. I thought he was going to say, and I'm and I'm pissed the F off because that should have been my moment, not yours, Kofi, mine. And you stole it from me. Absolutely. Yeah. Talk about I debuted here in the WWE beating up John Cena, beating him in a match. You know, just talking about everything he's done. I felt Owens <laughs> put over um, – Kofi and, so much Owens didn't put himself over in and this well promo. not just that he's the heel he should have he should have been like you look Vince McMahon brought me back to put me in the world title picture and then he, you, you take it in. you took yeah you snuck in and took it away from me I would yeah. you know like because Vince did bring him in you know to be in the main event of Fastlane so you play off that story yeah. that's a heel move he was expecting the stuff to be handed to him yeah. Kofi took it and now he's pissed and and now Kofi's pissed and it should just be it should be up the intensity make it um yes you know, and think outside the box a little bit. Don't yeah. have them wearing their gear all the time. Do some stuff. Definitely that. But as far as the verbiage goes, that guy, that's not Kofi's fault. They wrote the promo. Right. And they, you could tell they tried a sandwich, um, 10 pounds of shit in a five-pound bag, if you will, by getting the promo in one more time and what it meant to him win the championship to be with his family, have him in the ring, along with, oh, yeah, by the way, sell the match versus KO as well. Like, come on. Can't right. do that. Yeah, right. I mean – or how about some fire that I had to fight so hard for this opportunity? I'll be damned if I'm going to let anyone take this title away from me after everything I went through to earn it. You know, I just didn't see that he was standing his ground even with this. I mean, mm -hmm. they could do so much with it. Xavier Woods interfered. He got, uh, or he attacked uh, I, Owens. He got beat up by Owens. He got beat up for it. I like the, the the touch by Kofi when he said, uh, I don't know if you heard him. He's like, I told you guys to stay in the back. You're not even supposed to be out here. I like yeah. that. Yeah. I like the second half of Kofi's promo. I thought it was just the first half where he's, you know, talking about how proud he is and how great the WrestleMania moment was. Forget that. That was that was weeks ago. I don't know why they comboed those two together. Yeah, just just be the piss part. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 
then we went to Bailey versus Becky Lynch. Competitive match went uh, a couple minutes. But yeah, Becky got her in the disarmor. Bailey tapped out instantly. And then right after, when it was being announced that Becky won, Charlotte attacks uh, and really went after Bailey hard. So they're keeping Charlotte versus Becky built up. Bailey was announced as in the Money in the Bank match. Um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like with Bailey, she's really got to do something to distinguish and define herself now that she's been split up from Sasha the way they lost those tag team titles at WrestleMania. I think this does not make Bailey look like strong competition going into Money in the Bank. No, you're, I mean, nothing you said is wrong. Yeah. I agree with you. So uh, then we got Aleister Black backstage. I didn't like this. Yeah. I, I love him. I just didn't like what they were at, how they set this up. The setup of it felt lazy. Yeah, I mean, we've talked about this before. I like the idea of doing vignettes with Aleister Black. You know, he's a cool character. You should start. be doing some cool shit with him. That's why, Raj. What was that? Yeah, he's he's using verbiage that that's not cool. That uh, someone like him should not be using. Like it's gonna be, I'm, the the match is going to be in my favor. Who says that? Nobody says that. The poor guy being stuck right off a script. But the thing I didn't like was the all black background like this dude has a like, coffins and crosses and all yeah. these cool things that you should be utilizing to really see, set him over the top right because he is so cool yeah. and they don't use any of it they just use black yeah have yeah. some smoke something <laughs> it doesn't nope. make sense this dude's like super we get the supernatural vibe from him give us some of that yeah they i mean this should have film promos i'm glad bray's hosting his kids show um yeah you know i think the, the they're doing anything non-formulaic right now yeah, so yeah. with Alistair, this guy, you could do some really cool stuff with him. Why are they so set on shooting this stuff with the most generic, low-budget background? This is a billion-dollar company. Put some goddamn production value into these, into these promos. Yeah, he, he's, he, he, he's a character that's not like any other. He's, he's different. He's unique. Accentuate that. Make him seem like a larger-than-life star. That's WWE. You know, we're we're going to talk about Brock Lesnar. They're lacking larger than life personalities, and unless you book someone to be larger than life, people are going to see him that way. In the vignettes, when you have someone special with an original character and gimmick, this is where you beat people over the head with it. You beat them over the head with that branding hammer, and the brand is Alistair is Alistair Black. You know, supernatural, death, whatever the hell you want to call it, shtick that he's got going. It would, there's so much to choose from to put in that vignette to set him apart. Think of Undertaker. Think of all these other types of uh, supernatural type of gimmicks that we've seen over time. You know, plus he's a foreigner. Plus he's uh, what world class? Uh, what is he? Kickboxer. 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 Like I hope they don't get to that layer of his onion for 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 a couple years, like right. showing him his training and stuff like that, because that's somewhere to go at least. But they yeah. need to start. They need to start the, the keep him. Right now with the die, die, die stuff. You know what I'm saying? Because it's cool. I think it's awesome. It's a refresh, a reset button on. I hate to keep saying Undertaker, but I know. Cool it feels like. Everything, every analogy I want to make is Undertaker. But it's it's to what we, we always say with Becky and St Steve Austin. They're, she's not Steve Austin. Right. Uh, Alistair Black's not Undertaker. Right. But think of how you would book those guys. Think of yeah. how you'd present them. Those vignettes um, with Taker, like why can't we do that with him, with 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 Alistair Black, you know? But on, in, in the year twenty twenty, you know, twenty nineteen, right? And here's the funny part: look at the age we're living in. Matt, you shoot a lot of video on your phone. Look at all the stuff on YouTube that's out there is made by complete nobodies you've never heard of before. Mm -hmm. All it takes is somebody caring to put the time, effort, and energy into it. It's not even a money thing; it's an effort thing. The company's gotten lazy. I mean, yeah, they're just they've, they're sticking to their formula. They're not getting away from it. People keep saying AEW. People got to remember when when WCW uh, started to get hot, when Hulk Hogan came in, WWE, I mean, F, they at the time they were still being lazy. It wasn't until Nitro yeah. went head to head that they re that's when they started the Attitude Era stuff and when, yep. you know, really started to pick things up. But they remained lazy even when Nitro, uh, even when uh, Hogan was there and Savage was going and all these guys. They, they, they were. Yeah, you were having you know Bret Hart versus a pirate was the stuff they were pushing back then. You're right. Not many people remember that, but that's you're right. It was still kind of stale at the time. Yeah, they were just about to get to the precipice, but they were only pushed into the precipice because of Nitro kicking their ass with some reality shot angles. Right. And uh, you know we didn't talk about this last night, but Cody Rhodes that promo he cut about wanting to kill the Attitude Era. 
on this oh, week's awesome. being the elite. And that was a low production it. value. Low production value. That was a simple black background shot, but they did it dramatically. His delivery was spot on. You have to have one element, right? It's either what you're saying has to be straight fire. The way it looks has to be real. I mean, ideally, it should be all of these things. But what I'm saying is when you're just giving generic words with the generic production, nobody gives a shit. Nobody pays attention. Yeah. You know? I, I mean, that style of promo, I'm a big fan of. I'm not one of those guys that's praising everything AEW is doing, you know, because they haven't done a show yet. But that promo where it's a lot of realism, it brings you in. It doesn't sound rehearsed. It sounds like it could be real. Um, I'm, I'm a big fan of those. Yeah, and Cody knocked that out of the park. One take. I mean, that was just beautiful. Uh, absolutely. And after this, uh, we had the Hardy boys come out. So as predicted, Jeff Hardy is injured. Uh, he was using a crutch. He's going to be out for a while. The Hardys dropped the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. And uh, they didn't announce what they're going to do to uh, – this really wasn't about that. This actually – this promo wasn't about the tag team division at all on SmackDown. They turned it and made it into a Lars Sullivan promo, talking about Lars destroying them a few weeks ago on SmackDown. Um, they really I, built this up. I liked it. I liked it because it did get Lars even more over. He looked like a killer in there, especially with the no-sell of the chair shot to the back. He looked badass tonight. His music is badass too. Another example of production when done right could be pretty cool. Something as simple as entrance music. I, I thought they've been shit in the bed for years on their entrance music with certain stars, you know, and um, I always thought that was so important. I always thought pyro was important too, but I know they stopped doing the pyro, but as far as music goes, his music is spot on for his character. I think it's pretty sweet. And what he did in the ring was really, really good. You know what I mean? He got over big time. I thought tonight. Yeah, I thought uh, I, I thought this probably was the highlight of the show, really, in a lot of ways. Um, you're building a young talent with Lars. Uh, it's newsworthy because the tag team titles are being vacated. I don't know if AOP uh, are ready to come back yet. I know uh, I know they're they're getting where, close. Where are they? Uh, oh gosh, which Acom Acom? Yeah, he he's been injured, but uh, it's been said that he's you know ready to return soon. So if they were ready, I thought this would have been a cool night to switch the tag team titles over, you know, show Hardy injured backstage. You know, they were injured by AOP. Matt Hardy has to defend the title by himself. So they squash him quickly, win the titles, got a new, you know, formidable tag team with the titles. But, you know, again, I don't know if they're uh, ready to return yet. Mm -hmm. We'll see what they announce for the SmackDown tag division. It's in complete disarray right now. I wouldn't be surprised if they just, unify the uh, tag belts right as well i mean you got b team they should b team and nakamura and rusev are the the two <laughs> strongest tag teams right now and the clones are backstage going now's our time we're coming back <laughs> yeah win the titles and sell you a timeshare um yeah so our truth got involved in this uh with the chair lars no sold the hit then beat up our truth as well. So is Lars Sullivan in a feud with our truth right now? Kind of seems like it. Huh. I'm sure they'll do a squash match between the two at Money in the Bank. Where That's a perfect speed for him, too. Yeah, exactly. He's someone that has name value, but fans like and do a quick match to showcase for Lars. And yep. You don't want to put him with the big dogs right away. So no, he cannot, no unintended. He cannot sell it all right yet. Yeah, yeah uh, he's still got ways to go this is a good way to ease him in especially after the issues he had in his call up i want to take a moment thank the sponsor of this episode which is wix w-i-x over 140 million people use wix for their website you could start and publish for free and when you're starting there they have over 500 stunning templates or you can start from scratch wix allows you to change customize and add anything you want add your own text images videos get hundreds of design features and apps to grow your brand online all Wix sites include SEO tools. Everything is automatically optimized for any device. No more worrying. How does it look on desktop? How does it look on mobile? Wix has everything you need, all the tools you need to create the website you want. I used it last year for a political campaign. Raj's wife used it for her business. You've heard us talk about it. All Wix websites look amazing. And you don't have to know how to code. You don't have to know how to get in there from scratch under the hood and build this thing from the ground up like Wrestling Inc. is. Oh, it's held together with toothpicks, Band-Aids, and Raj's spit. Wrestling Inc. <laughs> And an old spit too, because what, Raj? You've been working on this twenty years now. 
it's been revamped many times, but I've reprogrammed the whole thing probably six or seven times over. But yeah, I'm, you know, at my age, 40, 43, I'm, I'm getting tired of coding. So uh, something like Wix, I wish it was around back in, back in my day. And I, uh, like I said, I'm not only a, a you know, a, a, it's not, they're not only a sponsor, but we use it. My wife has been using it for, for a while now for her yoga with Anjali yoga business. Uh, works perfect. Never have had any issues, never have had to contact support. She made it in hours. It looks awesome. And it works on all your, all devices. So it's a, it's an amazing technology. Raj, how could fans, and I'm not just pl- trying to plug this because it's your wife's gimmick. Um, how can, seriously, how could fans check that site out to see, like, see a good example of how, how someone using it? Sure. It's yoga with Anjali, A-N-J-L-I.com. I'm not going to check that out. <laughs> and I want you all to look at all those gray hairs in Raj's beard. Those are the gray hairs you earn by coding manually. Having to learn HTML. Oh my God. Think of all all the time you've missed with your children. They've grown up not knowing their father because you've been building, uh, busy coding, building this website. Don't be like Raj, everyone. Here's what I want you to do. Go to wix.com slash podcast. That's W-I-X.com slash podcast. Check it out. Give it a try. You can get started for free. And when you use that URL, you're going to get 10% off when you upgrade to a paid plan. Wix is so incredible. If you've got a business, if you got an organization, a youth league uh, sports team, you want to do a political campaign, you want to do something for a hobby, a fan site, Wix.com, W-I-X.com slash podcast. We thank them for sponsoring Wrestling Inc. They're going to save you time. They're going to save you money. They're going to save you energy. You're going to get your life back with Wix.com slash podcast. We thank them for sponsoring Wrestling Inc. Oh, what else happened tonight? Asuka and Carrie saying went against two enhancement talents. I guess they're out of uh, women's tag teams to squash to assert their dominance within the WWE. They still do not have a team name yet. Asuka and Kerry Sane came out with Paige. Why do they have to wait? Time out. Why do they have to have a name? I like when they have a name. Don't you like when they have a name? No, not these two because they're two singles acts being put together. Well, but they're being treated like a team, though. And they, they dress like it, and that's cool, but it's temporary. They're both single stars, and the Carrie Saint will be a huge one, hopefully. Yeah, I hope it's uh, I hope it's more a temporary thing because I'm with Matt. Kyrie saying I think is just a superstar, you know. And I think having Paige as her manager, keeping Paige with her, um, I think that's money um, because we know how Vince gets when you know the the talent doesn't <laughs> in English. You know, they're doing the lame ass promos. And that's not a reason I don't want to tag team name for him because it's going to be something super offensive. You know it will be. <laughs> you know it will be. Oh gosh! Some people <laughs> in the chat have some suggestions, which I'm, I'm yeah. not going to repeat. I'm just saying, if you're a fan of cringe comedy, you know, like Veep's back on. I like a good cringe comedy. Yeah. Vince gives us that in real life. I love me some Veep. Veep is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so just imagine, everyone, think to yourself the names Vince could come up with for this tag team and chuckle uh, at how terribly misguided and outdated it would be. That's probably good. That you know. Yeah. Um, but no. They went against uh, enhancement talent. Do we know who the enhancement talents were, Raj? I do not. I was uh, around that time. This news about Brock Lesnar was uh, breaking, so I kind of missed that. Stay tuned to Wrestling Inc. to find out who the enhancement talents were. Uh, I thought they did an okay job. The Iconics were on commentary for all of this. That was something. It was. This was an opportunity for them to shine, too. Anytime you get an opportunity on commentary, is a big deal, I always thought, because you get such a great opportunity to get your character over. You can just yeah. force. You can force through the entire time they're out there talking, trying to call the action. You can just talk right over them, do whatever the hell you want. Um, you get in trouble for it, but you could technically. <laughs> um, I didn't think the girls seized the moment. I, I find them. I find them when they do their promos, I find them pretty entertaining a lot of times, but when they start getting too loud, it gets to a point where I can't listen anymore. I just want to mute the TV, but when they're not over, so over the top, I I find them to be pretty entertaining, but this was one of those, uh, (laughs) this was one of those times where I wanted to mute the TV. We'll see. I'm assuming money in the bank, Asuka and Kerry Sane are probably going to win these belts from the Iconics. If they want to make those belts mean a single thing, uh, that's the way they should go. Uh, So speaking of teams, Sonya Deville and Mandy Rose were backstage, and they were saying there's only one spot for one of them in the women's Money in the Bank ladder match. Can I just say before you start, how professional those two look in that backstage segment? Did they both not look like superstars? 
They look great. I'm surprised they're not pushing them more as a women's tag team. I'm assuming the they were maybe... dressed, the type of clothes they wore looked very. I don't know if they were or not, but they, to me, they looked really expensive. Something that stars would wear. Do you know what I mean? Like they looked like, my opinion, two really big female stars. When they came out, uh, what was it? Was it last week or the week before when they came out and they were wearing the coordinated outfits? I mean, I thought they looked like a million bucks. Mm -hmm. You know, I think uh, I'm assuming one of them is not winning money in the bank, but I think they could get a strong push being a great feud against Oscar and Carrie Sane. Yeah. After money yep. in the bank. Yes. You know, uh, so what did, what did you think of this promo, Matt, of uh, each one of them wanting the other one to be in the match? But Sonia, I, I mean, it's funny because on paper, Sonia obviously is the one that should be in this match. I thought, what a sell from her and saying it should be Mandy to take that spot in money in the bank. I thought, I thought it was good. You didn't like it? Yeah. No, I liked it. I just thought, I mean, come on, Sonia's obviously. Like, I, I didn't get it. What did she mean that uh, she should be in that spot? They're both in the spot. So why are they even arguing that point? Uh, they're both, I thought only one of them's going in the Money in the Bank match. Uh, well, they announced all the competitors. Let's see. I thought I thought they were both in. Let me. Thought, no, it's Ember, Carmella, Mandy, and Bailey. Oh, you're right. Yeah, yeah. So it's, yeah. Um, okay. So that does make things interesting. So probably something where. Um, Sonia, you know, does this and Mandy doesn't pay it forward and it leads to something or WWE forgets about it in a week or two, which is more likely. Man Mandy's the biggest star, but potentially between the two, don't you think, Glenn? Uh, I the other do... one's work is a little better because she's, she, you know what I mean? She has really, really sweet, badass looking kicks, but Mandy is a whole package. I mean. yeah. But if you're trying to stand out right now. I don't think now is the time to pull the trigger on Mandy when you've got Charlotte challenging Becky on one hand and you've got Lacey challenging Becky over on Raw. <laughs> I think with Mandy, sleep on it a little while longer. Okay. I, I ask you a point on that. That's not her decision, but yeah, and you know, uh, Vince has a type. So, um, <laughs> yes, that he yeah. does. That's what Glenn very politically correctly was saying is being satisfied right now. Yeah, yeah. But uh, Mandy will be, you know, in that fold before Sonia is what I'm saying. Uh, Sonia, I think, is super talented, has a cool look, needs to work on her promos and, and her delivery. She's uh, it, it's it's just kind of flat. And I'd, I'd like to see her uh, work more on that. Yeah, I think both of them have potential. I think both of them have bright futures in the WWE. They just have to put them on the right track to right. achieve that. Um then oh, I can't believe this. Okay, so Roman Reigns, Roman Reigns came out to the ring, talked about making first impression, talked about being on SmackDown, interrupted by Shane O'Mac. Shane is the villain in this now. Shane pulling double duty in addition to his feud with the Miz on Raw. Uh, Shane talking about, "Ooh, I'm going to make it so difficult for you, uh, Roman, here because you've got this match coming up against Elias and Money in the Bank," and saying he's going to face the B team who came out as uh, sort of Shane's muscle. He's going to face them in a two-on-one handicap match with Elias as the guest referee. And as they went to commercial, we got the sell. Can Roman Reigns overcome these odds? You didn't buy it? <laughs> as I said on Twitter, the man beat Brock Lesnar, Cancer, and Drew McIntyre in recent <laughs> memory. I think he can handle the B team. <laughs> That's pretty good. Um yeah, I mean, come on. It's to be, I hate saying that because I think both those guys are super damn talented. They are. But with Roman, this is the problem before. This was the shitty booking that got people to boo him in the first place. Now they're squandering this goodwill that real-life circumstances have earned him a thousand times over. Mm -hmm. They're just going back to he's the ultimate underdog. It's like, no, well this put. guy is made. That was well put. Yeah, they. I mean – I have no problem with him beating the B team. He should be no, beating him. He should be squashing him almost. I mean, it, the, the match ended up being good anyway. It, it, I mean, it wasn't great or anything, but it was it was good for what it was. What's that, Matt? Got to see a perfect plex. Yeah, you got to see the perfect plex, and uh, and you know, I thought I thought it was what it should have been. But for the announcers afterwards to be like, Roman did it again. He overcame those odds when he beat the B team. It's just like. Yep. The announcers are going to make, uh, and I'm sure that line came from Vince, but the announcers <laughs> are going to make the fans turn on Roman again. You have to escalate this. The McMahon should be downright evil. I mean, not to draw the comparison again to Cobra Kai, but think back to Karate Kid 3. They straight up tried to murder Daniel and like destroy his business and do all this really evil stuff to him. And the McMahons are like, oh, you're facing the B team with Elias as a guest referee. Yeah. You know, this is not insurmountable. Right. No, it's not. 
I'm just saying up the stakes or change the tone, but they're trying get, to get rid of the uh, overcome the odds bit for him. Yeah, it's just it's silly. It's I mean it's stupid and it's completely well, unnecessary. Know, just do they didn't need to have that mask tonight. They could have just done. They could have kept Roman. You want him on TV as much as possible if you're SmackDown because you want people to tune to tune into the show. They feel Roman's the main guy, the hood owner. So it would make sense for them to want him on more than one segment. But if we're just talking about what's best for Roman Reigns and his character, I would argue they should have just kept it to the promo. And then that's it. He didn't need to wrestle tonight. There's no need for it. Um, and then keep it his heat with the McMahons be the center storyline between them because at least they're not going to turn on him. I don't think yeah. they'll turn on him with his beef over the if he long as long as he continues to stand his ground to the McMahons, especially Vince, and getting those angers in on you know Richie Rich Shane McMahon like he did tonight, that the crowd all like ooed over you know like that's going to keep Roman fresh. And this is where also doing some stuff where you're preparing for next week, building some susp- suspense and anticipation. If they would have done what you just said, Matt, and said next week we're going to have you know a big challenge for you or something we're gonna you know something we're gonna yeah we're gonna have we're gonna have something you can't you know we're gonna have you face two people that haven't been on smackdown yet (laughs) it was the b team still at least it gets people wondering you know like ecw fans would have thrown flaming garbage into the ring no they won't they're so conditioned to stuff like that now that uh it it but at least you you build something for the next yeah gives you something I think why not take a page even from this Luke Harper story and, you know, Shane McMahon being like, I own you. You work for the WWE. Go, you know, mop toilets. I don't know something, you know. Don't let him go into the ring. Don't let him cut a promo. I mean, up the stakes on this. I just think this has gotten really silly and they need to find a way to make it fresh. What's up with Luke Harper? Is that true now that they're just keeping him? Yeah, yeah, he's they're keeping him. They extended his contract for the time that he's out. So I guess it's uh, March of next year that he'll be wow. under contract until I'm I would guess that they'll probably use him. I mean, it's it's their call now. If Luke's, you know, decides not to show up, they could extend his contract even more. And he's still got to show up even when he's not on TV. Still got to travel city to city. I don't believe he was at SmackDown last week, but. Yeah, I mean, if that's part of his contract, if he wants to fulfill his contract. Matt, did you have a lot of that? I seem to recall you didn't spend a lot of time in catering. No, I was on the show, luckily. Yeah, yeah, that would. I mean, that would be demoralizing in and of itself, having to have that travel grind. Big mind f is what it would be. Yeah, no, poor guy. Um, so this one-on-two match, yeah, Roman, uh, Roman overcame the odds. Somehow managed to pull out a victory against the B team, even with Elias as a special guest referee enforcer. Uh, then, oh, well, we saw Firefly Funhouse, uh, Firefly Funhouse again with Bray Wyatt. Happy what to watch you- it again. Happy to watch it again. Why do they cut to the arena though to show everybody looking confused? Oh. You're, you're right. They shouldn't be doing that. Yeah, because yeah, I mean, we've all been to TV tapings in the crowd. Like when you're watching those promos, that's not exciting. Like, but nope, they show that on TV. Uh, so we saw that, and then, hey, if you liked how they opened Raw last night, we had four guys that are going to be in the SmackDown side of Money in the Bank: Ali, Finn Balor, taking on Andrade and Randy Orton. Before we talk about that match, what do you think about these four to represent SmackDown and Money in the Bank, man? Okay, right. Yeah. I love I love Ricochet. Yeah, yeah. That's why they didn't go with Alistair over Randy Orton. Orton had star power though. Alistair Black's not That's there true. yet, and you know he is there. It does seem like they're trying to build him up a little bit with these vignettes. Why yeah. put him in a match if he's not going to win yet? So. Um, you know, put people in these uh, Andrade, uh, Ali, uh, Finn. They can lose. They're not. You know, they've already been brought down to, you know, the, <laughs> the mid card level or upper mid card. Hey, I don't and mean they're going to gonna make it exciting. I don't mean to be rude because I forget. You guys see the tweet I tweeted about? Uh, I hope Ricochet wins. Yeah, yeah. Promos. He's the most exciting guy to watch. Who was the guy I was responding to? He works for Wrestling Inc. Yeah, uh, that's Nick Houseman. Our, our Nick. Sorry. Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah, I know Nick. I don't know why I forgot his name, but um, I was responding to him because he was like saying that he thought like um, what's his name uh, would be a great win. Um, Ali. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I, 
you guys He's probably see, a little biased on that. You guys can see him being a world heavyweight champion. Uh, again, I think Nick's a little biased because Nick has worked with him in Chicago independent wrestling. But no, I think Ali, Ali is super talented. But yes, yes, with the right story. Yes, yes, he is. But I mean, look, look what had to happen for Daniel Bryan to get that right. Look what had to happen. Yeah, you're not telling me if it's just one-on-one match, Ali versus one of the bigger guys that he's going to win. But if you tell the right story with it, I could see it. I mean, really, most of these guys, if you push them the right way and, you know, if you had Ali get a bunch of wins, did more of those cool promos like they did last year. Remember one week where he's in the street and it was like this gritty uh, cell phone promo. Did more different stuff with him. That was good, maybe. But right now where he is, I'm with you, Matt. I don't see it. Uh, But then again, I don't see Ricochet either. I'd love to see Ricochet. But with how he's been used, they quickly moved him down the ladder um, to where he doesn't seem like potentially a larger than life star. Obviously good booking, uh, some consistent good booking can change that, but we don't see that that often. I don't Let me ask you your opinion. Do you think, do you think uh, Ricochet will be one day a perennial main eventer? With this current regime? No, unless, uh, unless they change how. Do you currently consider AJ Styles a perennial main eventer? Yes. Kind of. I mean, he like, there's the, the main eventer that will, headline like uh dude you can throw him in the main event of any pay-per-view no one's gonna go Uh, he's never in the main event like SummerSlam or wrestlemania he never goes on last he never yeah you can't judge it off of that because he was on smackdown now it's different that he's on raw let's see what happens now that he's on raw that's not him that's smackdown getting the shit on not him yeah but is he that larger than what smackdown champion ever headlined those pay-per-views when i think when i think perennial perennial uh main eventer i think randy orton john cena brock lesnar brock lesnar undertaker you know like guys that make a difference no some of the newer guys i would argue uh uh, what's his name roman reigns aj uh daniel bryan seth is just now there i would say um I mean, they're in the main events, but I don't think they make a difference as far as network subs or live attendance. That's not what it is. That's not what I'm saying. Ratings. Not what I'm saying. I'm saying when they're organizing a show and putting a card together, who can you put fill in the blank that will close out the show? Who can you do that with? AJ definitely is that. I'm sorry, he is. They could, but he hasn't. I think Ricochet will because he was on SmackDown, Raj. That's not. That's not. That's not. Before. Um, they, 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 before they split the brands, he was never on last. Let, let me present this. Ricochet he was just got there at Monday Night Raw. He was new to Raw, and he was a heel on top of it. And did actually, he, he did. He, he did. Actually, with Roman Reigns, he did. What about um, yep. Cena? They, they never went on last. Cena wasn't champion when they were fighting? Uh, he was, but so they had the match at SummerSlam. That was Lesnar and Orton. I mean, they would, they would, he would go on last on SmackDown pay per views, but not like the Cobra. The big shows is what I'm saying. And, Nobody uh, from SmackDown ever closed out those two shows when they would combine the the, the talent rosters. For yeah, except except for Becky. Except okay. for Becky, but yeah. you can argue same with yeah. Ronda was on that, and so was. Um. Yeah. So, I think with Ricochet, he needs a little more on the promo work. And then you give him a good storyline. But uh, let me say this, Matt. I think something like TLC. Okay, so if Ricochet gets up there and he's challenging for the championship, if it's TLC or, or uh, Hell in a Cell, I could absolutely see Ricochet closing the show because people are going to want to see what crazy shit Ricochet does. I think he'll be there. I'm saying he's right now or next yeah. year and the year after. I'm saying before it's all done for him, he will be considered a perennial man of town, in my opinion. I hope so. But I, I do think with Vince on top, it's hard to do that. I think he is a superstar. I think he should be. Uh, I think if he was booked right, he could be. Um, again, you know, promos aren't his strong suit. I don't think he should be doing more of those. I think he should be doing less. I think he should be booked as like how a lot of these guys are booked in New Japan, where it's just on their work and they're doing amazing stuff and they're getting wins. And I think that alone would get Ricochet that next level. But with how they treat guys like him in WWE right now, he'll win a couple of weeks and then lose the next three and then win a couple. And he just never, you know. And again, it's not just him. It's everyone. Because um, when you you're, we're talking about AJ Styles, there's, again, there's that big difference between him and Seth and these guys, Daniel Bryan, and then the Cenas and the Ortons and, and you know, guys from the past. Mm. We shall see. We had this tag match, Ali and Finn versus Andrade and Randy Orton. 
the faces won. Ali and Finn Balor picking up the victory. Then Randy Orton started RKOing people after. Uh, promos before this, like Andrade speaking extensively. We don't see that normally. He shouldn't be. He has a manager. They need to use her. Yeah. I mean, it's fun. I mean, Zelina's really good. This was kind of a reminder of why Zelina's there. Yeah, I think Andrade's trying. His 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 delivery is what it should be, but you know, obviously English is not his first language. He's learning. And um, I don't fault him for so, that at all. But you have no, Zelina there. Yeah, exactly. Just let leave it completely to her. I don't get why they're missed opportunity to show why his character is different than the rest of them. And we should be looking out for his manager that could inter- you know, get somehow screw the match up or zip it in his yeah. favor. Yeah. But at the same time, it wasn't long what he did. So it it didn't it wasn't like when they tried to give Oscar those long, you know, those longer promos where it was just dying. It was just, you know, something quick. And Zelina, Zelina's awesome. Actually, is, hang on. Sorry, Glenn. Yeah. This is the same thing I was saying earlier about Aleister Black. It's all about presentation of the character, presentation of the brand you're trying to, again, drum people over the head with until they get what the brand is or get what the character is. Here's a great, they keep selling the characters short by not doing everything they can for those characters to be seen in the best light possible when when producing them. Again, that was not him being in the, so shown in the best light possible. Him in the yeah. best light, his character, his gimmick would have been her speaking. Together, that makes the pa- he would she would have made the package itself look that much better because that is supposed to be the brand between the two of them. Yeah, or or let Andrade cut a Spanish promo. They, they you know, WWE has a big uh, market of Spanish, you know, Huge. speaking uh, a big portion of their audience speaks Spanish. So it gives the the Spanish audience something. Uh, you know, they'll think it's cool. It makes it helps them identify more with him. And then you get Zelina doing the English promo. Yeah, uh, but here's the thing. Okay, so in the segment after this, where they talked about Carmella and Ember Moon being in the match. Ember was referencing that Carmella won the first Money in the Bank match and technically the second due to outside interference. Now that she was alluding to James Ellsworth, uh, Carmella shut that down instantly. But with Zelina, why didn't they make a bigger deal about that? What factor is she going to play into Money in the Bank? Talking about how outside interference has stolen these matches in the past. I think this was just such a layup. Well, you think it would be. Surprising they didn't go there. Uh, So we'll see. I'm assuming next week the women are going to tag. Probably. Probably. Again, no qualifying matches. They just announced them. And for most of the matches tonight, and had no stakes. Easiest way to fix WWE, let's just get rid of these type of tag matches. Of people combining feuds and people that are multi-person matches, these arbitrary pair-ups. Anything else they put on in the place would be better than this. Anything. Anything to make it feel like the show you watched, it was important that you watched it because stuff happened. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, after that final segment of the night, Kevin Owens show, Kevin tried to get Kofi and Xavier to come out, brought out action figures of Xavier and Biggie. Uh, cutting a promo, I thought it was okay. Uh, but again, like we were talking about, it was lacking something, his angle on this. But then Kofi came out and uh, confronted him, ended up <laughs> attacking him and standing tall as we went off the air. What did you think of this, Matt? Hmm. Uh, I like okay. To be clear, I like what they're doing with Ko. I do for the most part better than what they were doing with him when he came back. You know, but um, it was all right. Yeah, just yeah. okay. It was it was it was fine. The Ko's delivery was there, but it it this is not like a, a blood feud or anything by any means. Right. Uh, I just, you go back and watch some of the old school promos, uh, you know, back in the day with Flair and Terry Funk when they were feuding or like guys where you really felt like, or Sean and Brett, um, just where you felt the heat as opposed to having action figures out there and and being cute. It's it's no intensity. Especially because Owens has to overcome that he was just in a comedy feud, his last run on Raw against Braun Strowman when he was hiding in porta-potties. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, if this is badass, like who is Kevin Owens now? Well, he's a chicken shit heel. Right. He, yeah. he is. He runs when the face chases him. He's a, he's a chicken shit heel, which is fine. He can, It doesn't matter what you are in between the um, in between your matches. What matters is once your match is in play and it's time to kick it into gear, you kick it into fifth gear during the heat of your match. That's where you make your money as the heel by turning like Adrian Adonis, right? 
adorable Adrian, right? He got made fun of all the time by the fans and got called really horrible slur words and things like that. But when he got heat on his opponent, you weren't saying those things about him anymore. He was a bad man with JAMA by getting it into fifth gear. And that's where I think KO is really, really excels. He, he is that good, in my opinion. And that's where we'll see his intensity. I wish we can get it in the promos now between both of them. But then again, it just happened like last week. He jumped home. Like, why would he? There's no real need for him to be intense. He did the jumping. It should be Kofi that should be intensifying him. And he's yep. got stuff to say. And he's got a good counterpoint, too, now that I think about it. So Kofi he is a great. One, yeah. Well, yeah, so Kofi talks about people that look like him aren't WWE champion. Right. Kevin should talk about, I was told when I was signed to NXT, don't ever expect to go to the main roster. No, they've I've done that here. way too much. I'm sick he, of when that. Has he done that. When has he done that in his promo? He did that uh, in his how documentary. How many people say that? I was never supposed to, I was never meant to be here. Oh, what about when he uh, to his own body or something? Yeah, but what he's talking about, Raj, he, the point of it, though, is that he's saying, Kofi, you were here for 11 years before you got your championship moment. I showed up night one and beat John Cena. I'm not wasting my time. I'm not throwing pancakes. I'm not doing this. I'm here to fight and win. Yeah, yeah, but not that I need this opportunity. If I hear opportunity or you know any of those words again, I'm gonna freaking puke. Owens is you know Owens is the heel. He uh, Kofi stole his title shot. He wants it, mm -hmm. and he's getting it, and, mm -hmm. and he's gonna do what he wants. He should have kicked the shit out of Xavier in this last segment, yeah. or you know done something like that, setting him a match a match between them next week yeah. where he beats Xavier again, you know, Bad. destroys him where Kofi's banned from ringside and, yeah. you know, get, have him, you know, really get the, get a lot of heat on, get him, a lot yeah. of heat on him. Yeah. Not like feel any kind of sympathy or anything. Not sympathy, but something more. What's this feud about? He, Kofi stole for the title. Yeah. Yeah. He stole his WrestleMania main event. Yeah, that should have been Kevin Owens with his family. Did you see the videos and me bowling with my family? I'm close to my family, too. You're not the only one with a family, Kofi. We all have families. We all eat, sleep, and drink this business to put food on the table for those families. We all make sacrifices for those families. So what makes you so special? Why did you get to take away from my family, from my WrestleMania moment with my family in the ring? Why are you? What makes you so much better than me? You know what I mean? Boom, he would have flipped. Matt, you should write promos. See, yeah, WWE, Matt, so man. is it just that you make more in your day job? Can the WWE not pr afford you? Like, what is it exactly? Did they have no idea I can cut promos? They have no clue, probably. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying, well, man. It's, and but it's not like they're looking at promos. Turning the tables, though. You know what I mean, though? Yeah. Like, there's yeah, a good yeah. logic. logic. Jericho was really good at that. He'd put like a nugget of like truth in what he would say and then just be a dick about it. But right. I was always like, damn, he kind of has a point here. Yeah, right. the best well, heels do have the best villains and, have. And he, he could have made fun of like his little promo videos that he did, where he was like, you know, bowling and stuff, saying like, "I was doing these stupid videos to endure <laughs> these stupid fans, you know, to get that world title match, <laughs> you know." So you, you use that, you know, tint of realness, but also have him be a dick to the fans, so they don't turn on him, you know, turn on Kofi either. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's very strange. So this was a very generic episode of SmackDown. Um, Pretty yeah. average. If you missed it, you didn't miss a lot. Yeah, I hate this. Yeah, and and Raj, uh, to the the news story that you and everyone else, uh, Wrestling Inc. and others are talking about, raw ratings are plummeting right now. I posit the theory: you don't need to watch weekly television anymore. You can just watch the pay per views, catch up on social media. You're going to see the animated gifs. You're going to see the little video clips. Why bother tuning in? Why watch three hours when you could catch up on what happened in about five minutes? We are in a very fast-forward society, aren't we? Yeah. But, you know, if it's the right show, people aren't watching clips of Cobra Kai or Game of Game of Thrones. I was just going to say, yeah. Right. If, you have an if you have an exciting product, people are not just going to watch little clips of it. They're going to want to watch the show. But it's not exciting. It's dull. And they need to fix that. They need to, up, you know, they need to revamp their formula. They need to overhaul their creative and, and how they treat promos and, and rivalries and make things matter and mean, mean something. Make sitting through a match, uh, make there they, a reason that you're sitting through this match. I think they need to really rethink the entire aesthetic of the yes. show itself. Do you Absolutely. know what I mean? From the yeah. set design to the yeah. maybe to the how the camera angles are shot, it just doesn't feel like it's changed. Much. I meant to talk about that tonight. That angle when Ali was in the ring, did you guys notice that before Finn came out? Ali, they used that corner angle with the crowd behind him. 
it was a little different than what we usually see. But I was like, okay, this looks like a big, big fight that we're at now. That was cool. That was you the know, one high point tonight for me. Sorry, Raj, you go. I, you know what takes it away is how they have screens everywhere now. Like they're going to yeah. probably have screens in the turnbuckles and LED ropes, um, you know, <laughs> the next few, few years. And, you know, you can have a big production feel without all that. You watch a Bellator show or a UFC show. It doesn't feel like low rent. It feels big without being overproduced to where it feels like you're in a, a video I mean, game. And, and if you want to overproduce, use pyro again too. But yeah. like, I always thought that makes stars look like when I was a wrestler and I got pyro, like with, when I went to impact, dude, I was, I was stoked. I was, I was ecstatic over that because I was like, this is part of my presentation now. And now I got to figure out, okay, what can I do now to play off of that pyro? Right. So I'd come out yeah. and get my robe on and then I'd pop it off right when the pyro would hit. And I had something different now to do versus just big guy walking to the ring. Hey, what's up? yeah Yeah. (sighs) yeah i mean to your point matt i just i just think they need to look around see what's working in other places ufc as far as feuds and rivalries how those promos with the characters that are working the ones that aren't working and really build off of that and what their promos you know tom brady is not constantly bragging about how many super bowl rings he's won you know uh having these wrestlers just constantly talking about how many times how many titles they've won and and He's just got to rethink that. I don't know. Just a vast overhaul. Yeah, it feels like there. It's it feel you know. I hate I hate to say it. I don't hate to say this. I actually hope it happens. But with like AEW, I, I hope it forces more create. I think it's going to force more creativity. Hope I, so. I hope so. I'm hoping they hit a home run with something that's so different and like almost futuristic. You know what I mean? That. It changes wrestling somehow. You know, I don't know what that is. Like, remember when it was? This is a horrible example to use because nothing's ever going to be like this again. But when Scott Hall went to WCW, yeah. like, come on, we shit our pants for like a year straight over that. Like, we we could not get over like what we just witnessed. Something that was real, you know. Yeah. That, that, but it was still all part of the magic. It was all, all part of the act. You know what I mean? And it was a, such an amazing, special feeling that we all had, right? Like. I think it was on the back page of the damn like uh, what was it? What was the New York um, Post? I'll never forget it. Um, what's the New York? Not New it was York. a USA Today, right? No, it's like the sports paper. What's it called? Um, oh, Sports Illustrated. Or? No, no, it's a newspaper, but it's a sporting sport, news. Sport. Um, uh, but anyway, <laughs> it's on the back page of the uh, of, of the New York, very very prominent newspaper in, in the very back. Daily News. Oh, okay. When they turned, and I'll never forget. That. I was like, "Holy, like this is really big news." Yeah, that '96 to '99, man. Uh, those, as far as a growth period. I mean, the, the WWE had their highest ratings in 2000. By that period, WCW was dying. But it just uh, changed everything, though. You know, it changed how the business was it, done, right? We yeah, you to- look at what a show looked like in '95 and what it looked like five years later, and it looked completely different. You know, That's true. Yeah. I hope for something like that again. It doesn't. Have, I'm not saying I need another shoot angle or this or that. I just. The aesthetic of the show needs to change somehow. I just don't know what it would be. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Everyone well, has their own opinions on what should change, but something needs to. And and they have two shows where they could be trying different stuff out on and not just sticking with, with what they're always doing. Gotta, we we got to give them a little bit of credit because for years we told them there's so many great talents out there in the Indies that they're never going to sign because they're too small, they're too short, they're not jacked enough, they're not superstar material. We heard all those excuses for so many years. They have changed in that regard in taking, uh, going out there and getting those yeah. more diminutive or shorter wrestlers, right? It's not diminutive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So but yeah, yes, yeah. for sure. Ten years ago, they would have never signed Ricochet. Right, right. So they're doing good on that aspect, right? Um, but they now need to put the meat on the bone, so to speak, with all of these characters and really get them to become these larger-than-life personas. Get, I don't know how they get them there but yeah well it's like look at movies and tv you can have the best actors but if your storyline is yeah, good, the characters good aren't good who gives a shit that's right. a good point how many good actors have we seen that couldn't pull up a really craptastic movie we've seen that a few we've seen, i've seen that a few times you know? more often than not yeah. right i mean you know so i don't know they got to do something but raw pulled it what was it? its lowest non-holiday rating ever 
Yeah, 2.158. So they're getting dangerously close now to under 2 million viewers, which was thought to be impossible just a couple of years ago. Like they've never dropped that low. Um, down 9% from just last week. Last week was 2.375 million viewers. Uh, down 30% from the same week last year. So a gigantic drop from last year. Um, the only two shows that I've ever done lower than uh, this past Monday were uh, this past Christmas Eve and this past New Year's Eve. But those were Christmas Eve and New Year's Eve. So... Uh, again, you had a, like a 20% drop from the first hour to the, the third. Uh, it's just um, the, the, the warning signs are all over the place. Um, it's, uh, they've lost nearly a million viewers since last year at this point for Raw. Yeah. Uh, so, Raj, you were distracted tonight. You had a more interesting time with SmackDown because news was breaking that Brock Lesnar is retiring from UFC or has retired. Yeah, he let, Brock Lesnar let Dana White know last week that he's retiring from MMA. So he's done with the UFC. Uh, so now they're, he had been rumored to fight Daniel Cormier um, this summer. Uh, obviously, now that's not happening. They're going to make other plans for Cormier. It looks like another fight with Stipe Miocic. So and we pretty much know what that means. Um, Lesnar will be back. I, I, I'm sure him being the smart business guy that he is. I, I mean, we'll, we'll see what, if, if he's already got to deal with WWE or if he decides to try to, you know, get, get some uh, negotiating uh, between AEW and WWE. I don't see that happening. I would guess if he's retiring from MMA, that means he's got something, uh, you know, solid with WWE. Cause that's a big bargaining chip to let go. Yeah. And uh, uh, lastly, Kurt Angle, what's up with his new role in WWE? Yeah, so if you guys uh, have not checked out to this morning's edition of the Winkly, uh, definitely download it. We got an interview with Kurt Angle. Uh, Kurt Angle talked about how he has signed a five-year contract with WWE, and he's going to be working as a producer, working with talents, uh, helping them with matches and everything like that. And if anyone's followed Kurt Angle's career, I mean, he was a prodigy. I mean, he was great <laughs> just like a year in. Amazing what Falls finishes too, by the way. He's going to pick up where Pat Patterson left off. Pat Patterson one of the greatest finish guys of all time. Hmm. And mark my words, uh, if they give him the ball to, to close out the show with the agenting the main events, our main events are going to pick up even more because he was amazing at being able to piece together while still being glued to the story, not coming out of the story everything being part of the story in the ring and the story that they're talking between the two wrestlers would implement with the best false finishes, dude. I'm, I'm telling you, like, this is a, this is a really big deal for WWE to get him as an agent. Yeah, it's huge. So, um, yeah, check it out. Check out the whole interview on today's episode of the Winkly. Um, nice. And then also uh, we have an interview on the Winkly with Jenny Decker. So she uh, had a tryout with WWE uh, years ago, got injured by Eva Marie and was never able to wrestle again, but she's been doing it all oh, sorts really? of sports broadcasts. Yeah. She was never, Eva, Eva Marie ended someone's career. Well, she just never went back. So okay. um, I don't know if she could have or not, uh, but uh, yeah, she's going to be hosting the double or nothing weigh-ins at Starcast too. So she'll be doing the AEW stuff there. So, uh, yeah, lots of insight. She compares, you know, her time with WWE and what she sees with AEW, contrasts the two. So uh, download it and check it out. It's really interesting stuff. Nice. How long was your WWE? Your WWE? This was, I believe, in uh, 2013. I, I'll have to double check that. But um, it, it, was just, it was just a tryout period where they had recruited a bunch of people. She was one of the gotcha. ones. So... Yeah, uh, so check that out. Also, one more thing that kind of uh, yeah. came right at the end of SmackDown, Killian Dane's going back to NXT. So people have been wondering about him. Uh, Alexander Wolf was uh, from Sanity's, is back in NXT UK, and now Killian Dane's going back to NXT. So at least he'll have something to do there. He, he, he's, I'm sorry, that guy's money, in my opinion. He is a great old school heel that could work in today's wrestling. He could. I think he'd be man. He's he's the guy you beat um, right before you get to like the championship level, right? Right around that inter. I'm not saying he should be intercontinental champion, but I'm saying right around the intercontinental champion level, right? That like before you get to same semi main event, you got to go through a bunch of different people. P.S. Now you got to get through this monster. Like he's great to have on hand, just even for that. Yep. It's all in the presentation, and if you could present him in that way, I mean, we we talked about it, how, you know, that War Games match, that first War Games match oh. in NXT, and he stole the show in that. Beast, yeah. Um, Matt, I don't know if we talked about it, but I, did you 
Did you know that they are considering moving SmackDown to three hours when they moved to Fox? Of course, ad revenue. Of course. I always wondered why it was only two hours to begin with, honestly. Yeah. Um, oh, my God. Yeah. Oh. So talk about killing the product fast. Oh. Um, so it would be on FS1, the third hour, whether it's before the show, which makes more sense to me because you'd want the strongest two hours on Fox uh, or after. Because of local news, they can't have three hours. So it'd be either before or after. But they're looking at, you know, uh, investor analysts are uh, guessing, estimating that WWE would pull in another $25 million from the deal by just adding a third hour. Only 25? Well, that's FS1. Uh, which isn't as big as Fox. It has less reach than USA. I know. I still thought it would have been more because an hour of, of Raw is like, a, I think it's like $89 million, uh, yeah, for USA at, with a new deal. Look <laughs> at the advertisers that they're getting. I mean, Domino's is offering insurance for pizza droppers again. but uh, Are they? I haven't seen yeah, the pizza dropping ads. I the pizza dropping ad tonight, but uh, not exactly top tier on the rest of, this, rest of the sponsors. You know, it's it's gotten better. I mean, they got Papa John's. They've they've got a few, and with Fox, you know, they're going to be getting what they pay. What's that? Who cares who the sponsor is? It's what they pay. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And with Fox, they'll they'll be getting more with the because you know they'll be getting at, you know uh, publicity for SmackDown on the football games and things like that. So go back and watch the Attitude Era, like but specifically the commercials, like who they were being sponsored by. Though they like the, the Glenn's point, there was some monster yeah. being sponsored by. They were yeah. huge, huge brands. I remember one time it was like Cadillac. Another time it was like Snickers, which was really, really big at the time. Um, PlayStation, like like really big brands. Like you know? M&Ms and Snickers, yeah. Um, well, and it's what they're paying also, which factors into play. Uh, you know, I would assume uh, USA probably, ad rate-wise, Chris Lee Knows Best probably gets more dollars per viewer than WWE programming does. Oh, That Todd Chrisley show? That comes on. I bet you they they have a higher charge per viewer than WWE. Oh, for sure. Oh, they for sure they do. Yeah. Um, I'm mean, golf probably has like ten times per viewer that you know that WWE does. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, this is going to be a big test now because their ratings when they were talking with Fox and when the deal was announced, their the SmackDown ratings had stayed steady. Since then, they're down double digits in just that last year. Whereas before, they were like up three percent, down two percent, up three percent for the years prior. So now they're way down. Uh, they're still losing viewers. If Fox moves them to FS1, that's going to be a big slap in the face, and that really turns things around with how WWE will be able to negotiate their next TV deal. But for the oh, next yeah. five years, they're going to be swimming in money, even if they get moved to FS1. W wouldn't that be funny if Fox pulls a Luke Harper on WWE and is like, nope, we signed the contract. We can do whatever we want with you. You saw what they did with Impact, right? Impact started off on you know Destination America with a you know, prime time slot, and then the ROH gets put after them, and then they're moved around, drop, pop TV kind of did the same thing. So, you know, just because you start off on a time slot doesn't mean that you stay there. Yeah. Well, there you have it. We'll be back here Monday night to talk about Raw in this continued build-up to Money in the Bank. Mr. Matt Morgan, anything you want to plug before we take it home? No. Cool. Raj mentioned the interviews on the site. I'm Glenn Rubenstein. You can find me on Twitter at Glenn Rubenstein, and we'll catch you back here next time on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Take care.